Welcome to the Negotiation Society podcast. My name is Doreen Ergun, and today I have the privilege of interviewing a remarkable individual whose passion for negotiation and discussion has been the cornerstone of his success. Inspired by the wise words of Nelson Mandela, our guest believes that negotiation and discussion are powerful tools that can promote peace and development in our professional and personal lives. With a diverse career that has taken him across the globe, our guest has honed his negotiation skills and has become an expert in the art of leading teams through honest discussion, feedback and empowerment. Our guest is a firm believer that great leadership is about inclusion and that the only way to truly motivate a group of people is to include them in the discussion. He understands that hard discussions are a crucial part of creating a great culture and that the outcome of these discussions can be truly magical. Mark, a very warm welcome. Could you please tell us about life before you joined the Gap Partnership? Hello, Duran. Yes, of course. Um, so before coming to the Gap Partnership, I spent 15 years with Mars Incorporated in what you would call a very typical corporate career. So in those 15 years, I had seven different roles for three divisions of the company in four different countries, starting with a sales systems manager role in Germany. And I ended up with a GM role for one of the smaller businesses of Mars Incorporated in Paris. I'm always um, inspired by defining moments in people's careers. I'm curious, Mark, did you had any? And if so, how did that shape the parts that you have taken? For me, it was less a defining moment, but more a defining person. Um, a couple of years ago, when I was with Mars Strings, I was reporting directly to the GM. And the GM at the time left, and uh, for a while there was a void. And there was a person in there that I hugely admired. And uh, one fine afternoon, we went on a walk and uh, I told him that I would really love to work for him. And uh, if he wouldn't be the next GM, I was really thinking about leaving the company. That day, he confirmed that he would be the GM. And uh, what ensued was really five years of working for the most brilliant leader that I've ever met. And all the leadership that I try to be today really is what I learned from that person. And to this day, we still share a deep friendship that had auslasted the work life. And he remains the person that I hugely admire. What we achieved together in the five years of cooperation was immense. And I actually owe my professional career to that one person. So sometimes... It really is about finding that special mentor, that person that helps you grow above yourself and, and gives you the opportunities to become something very special. And so for me, that was really not the moment, but it was a person that was defining for my life and my career. Wow, that's uh, that sounds really inspiring, Mark. It also reminds me of a beautiful line I read this morning in an interview that uh, as humans, we can be each other's magic stick. Uh, and of course, there are also lots of great stories on what a walk can do for your life. So it's interesting to see that it is also uh, has been uh, instrumental in your career. 
this is a negotiation society podcast, of course. So I'm very curious how to hear about how your negotiation skills evolved during your career. And was there anything in particular that was the most impactful for you? That is a very good question indeed. So, yes, obviously negotiation was always part of the jobs that I had. In my earlier days in account management, it was more about negotiating with suppliers, uh, with customers, etc. And later, especially as a GM, with internal stakeholders. That's still true for most of the negotiations that I do today. They are mostly internally. And of course, if you work in a bigger corporation, such as I did in Mars, you do get a lot of trainings. And 10 years ago, I received the complete skilled negotiator training by the Gap Partnership. And that training truly changed my life and my professional journey. As I started to make deals afterwards that I simply didn't do before. And the success of those deals in account management paved the way for my career at a later stage. So without this training, I just simply wouldn't be where I am today. And the part that I integrated most into my daily work was actually the question about creativity. I used to an extent that I made deals that drove the IT department crazy because they had to change the SAP system to develop a functionality that we didn't have before because I made such a creative deal. However, it was one of the biggest deals we've ever made in that time. So for me, the training was really the big stepping stone. And, and it was all so much because I learned to think outside the box and a lot more than I did before. So it was not really time that changed the way that I negotiated, um, but really it was a training. And that is the main reason that I am with the Gap Partnership today. A training from the Gap Partnership from us once changed my life. And the impact it had on my career was enormous. And that's, I wanted to be in a place where I can continue to give that to other people and to make them experience the same success that I had, because I believe what we have is truly magical. That's quite uh, an experience, and um, I found it really, really interesting that you picked especially creativity as a big game changer for you, um, and that is, of course, in uh, ever-changing uh, dynamics we are experiencing now, it, it, it is becoming much more important because we need to find new ways to come to an agreement. You have over more than a decade of leadership experience, uh, Mark. So what do you believe is key in leadership at this moment in your career? Very clearly, leadership is no longer about yourself. It's about everybody else. If you are a true leader, all you should be thinking about is how you can grow your team and how you can make the people in your team achieve what they never thought possible and become the best version of themselves. Because in the end, the mark that you leave will rarely be on the business. People in businesses are replaceable, but the mark that you leave on people is something that will never be forgotten. And for me, that is the true trait of a leader. I could hear the energy uh, when you pointed that out. So uh, 
convincingly. I'm also very uh, interested to hear the perspective of a leader of a negotiation consultancy firm of what you believe is the connection between negotiation and leadership. Gladly. So every leadership role needs negotiation skills. In a world where you have constant trade-offs, in a world where we have constant budgets that are never enough and where it's all about what do you need to be successful and how much does this cost? A leader needs to be able to negotiate between the interests of all the groups within his team. So what we need to negotiate is really what do you need to achieve the success and what as a company can we give you to be successful? So while most of the negotiations are really internally facing and it's about resourcing, it's about investment spend, etc., there is a constant need for negotiation because let's face it, we are never in a place where everybody can get all the resources, all the funds, all the budgets that they ideally would like to have. So you always need to negotiate and make trade-offs. And when it comes to trade-offs, negotiation is just simply the best tool to use. That's a wonderful description of how negotiation actually is interlinked because often when I do speak with leaders, Mark, they're talking mainly about the negotiation skills of their people with uh, suppliers or client, but ultimately how the leaders negotiate themselves is of course setting the company up for success. Being a leader is of course uh, uh, rewarding, but also challenging. Could you maybe share with us what the best thing is of your role, but also what the most challenging thing is? If I look at the best part of it, well, the best part, obviously, is trying to be a role model for future generations. Just as I said before, my old boss is my role model. How great would it be if I can be such a role model to a future generation of leaders and I know that I inspired them to lead in a way that really brings people forward and that enables and empowers others. So for me, the great part of that role is really the ability to shape and mold other people by being a role model. The most challenging part obviously is when you realize that what you're trying to achieve and instill in the people around you fails. And there is the part of when you see that, you know, your joint journey will have to come to an end and and you need to find ways and solutions to go different ways. So those are the two elements, but I really want to be a role model that is remembered and it changes and shapes the way that people think and feel. And maybe my legacy will be that other people that come after me will run it, will do it, will behave the same way. That reminds me of uh, a role model I had myself, Mark, uh, who was uh, uh, a teacher, actually, that uh, helped me writing my uh, master thesis. And it wasn't an easy uh, ride. Um, but I remember when I finished it and completed it successfully, he gave me a book. And in that book, uh, the following sentence was written. Uh, Business sucks. Passion is everything. <laughs> um, perhaps that uh, resonates in a way that ultimately, if you are passionate about what you do, the numbers will follow. But passion first, business second. And that's what I... 
uh, love after I have listened to you for uh, uh, the last uh, 15 minutes. Uh, I can really feel that passion. Now, um, probably uh, new leaders are listening to us or aspiring leaders are listening to us. Would you share maybe uh, some of the advice that help you the most in developing yourself as a leader, Mark? Yes, of course. Um, for me, I wouldn't really say it's advice. It's more feedback and something that I learned, my experience that I learned as a as a leader myself and that I learned from that mentor that I talked about. So what I clearly learned is that everybody values open and candid feedback and that a leader who gives that open and great feedback truly is valued a lot more than someone who evades and and tries to get out of giving hard feedback and i remember going into reviews with my former boss it was not an easy thing you go you went in with a feeling in your stomach oh ho what is coming now? What are the things where, you know, things didn't work as well? Where did I go wrong, etc.? But you came out and you learned that only by receiving that feedback, it made you grow as a person. And it wasn't just me, because everybody around us was feeling the same way. They all were not fearing, but they all were thinking, oh my goodness, what is going to happen now if I go into my feedback discussion? They all received feedback. That was never easy. Everybody realized over time that it was only that type of feedback that truly made them grow. And for me, this is why implementing the right feedback culture is the most important thing in my current role. Because both giving and receiving feedback is not easy. It's something you need to learn. You need to truly learn how to give proper feedback you also need to learn how to receive feedback. But for me, that is the richest thing you can do. And if you truly can give great feedback, if you really teach anybody in your team to receive that feedback, the growth behind it is just so much more than when you avoid talking about harder things and try to be the friendly leader. So for me, that was the biggest experience that I really learned myself, but I saw it in others, someone who is really tough and hard and candid and open will make people grow. And even though it's hard in the beginning, you learn that long-term, it brings you a lot more value than someone who avoids that feedback. So that for me is really, it's all about feedback giving and receiving. That's uh, uh, a passionate uh recommendation for every one of us to really think about how they are uh, regarding to feedback and how how easy it is for them to give it properly but also how uh, how they are able to receive it and that also brings me a bit to the sentence uh, good things can be uncomfortable so getting uncomfortable with the challenging things that will definitely help you as a person as a professional as a human basically. Thank you, Mark, for sharing your perspective today. I believe that for every professional and individual listening to us, there was an interest in leadership specifically. There were some powerful 
yet simple messages in there. That it, it is leadership. It's ultimately about caring about the people around you and by communicating with them well, helping everyone in your environment to grow and thrive. Thank you very much, Mark. I truly enjoyed. You're very welcome, Durin. And I truly hope that the listeners to this podcast will consider the way they want to shape the future of others and the way they want to lead. Because as I said before, our legacy will be the mark that we leave on others. So thank you for having the opportunity to be in your podcast. Beautiful last words, Mark. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.